Hey, everybody. It's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Saturday, March 17th. I'm going to be out of town tomorrow on Sunday, and I still wanted to talk to you guys about the show, so I decided that I was going to do this a day early and post it a day early, and I hope that's all right with you guys. It's been a a rough week for us because it's been limited shows. The, the, The show only aired Monday through Wednesday, so it's been a black Thursday and Friday without YNR. But I still wanted to have an opportunity to talk to you guys about it. So I'm posting early, and this is just going to be an audio version of our chat for the week. It's just easier for me to sit down and do a quick audio, and I figure that's better than nothing. And I'll be in spirit with you guys no matter what on Sunday during our regular chat time. But it's still been... An interesting week, even though we were preempted with our good old friend basketball. Everybody loves basketball. You can count on it. I knew it's it's actually funny because I knew in my head that March Madness was coming. I have no cognizance of sports, to be honest with you. I'm sure you couldn't tell just by hearing me talk about imaginary... <laughs> TV shows that I'm not a sports fan, but I thought in my head, you know, March Madness is probably coming up soon, and they always, always preempt YNR for that. So I went online and proactively looked it up, and it, it turned out to be this week. So it all works out. It all works out. Short week, short audio vlog, still tons to talk about. We are really ramping up the Cosmetics Wars 2012. It is going to be a huge battle royale, and I'm totally loving it. I'm totally supporting it. I'm on board. This is the kind of storyline I've been begging for. I love business-oriented storylines. It's intriguing to me. It's exciting to me. It is sexy to me. All of this going around and, and you know, secret meeting and, and just all of that. It's very sexy to me. So it's, it's going to, it's drumming up to be beauty of nature with Genevieve and Victoria hand in hand at the helm versus Victor and his new company that he's creating with Sharon and Nick steering the wheel of that ship versus good old Jabot, who there's far less attention, I think, paid to Jabot. Jabot, in in some ways, almost seems like the underdog in this scenario, but Ashley and Jill and Kane are very driven to all three, all three of these companies driven toward getting this big Mitsukoshi contract. So... The it's a it's a Japanese contract that apparently Mitsukoshi is the the leading <laughs> uh, retail chain in Japan. Hey, is there any chance that's real? It's fake, right? It's false. I assume it's not a real 
company. I don't know a whole lot about Japan, but the the all three companies are vying for this exclusive contract. Everybody wants it. It's going to be great for business. And you've got pretty much all three players with something to prove. So it's really, I think, going to be quite interesting. And I thought maybe we'd just discuss the players one by one. Because first... There is Beauty of Nature and Genevieve and Victoria. And I have to admit that <sighs> Genevieve, I'm just starting to see her in a different light. There's something about her that I feel more mixed about than I did before. But then again, she's stepping up. She's making major moves. And you can't make major moves without causing a stir. And she's definitely causing that stir in me. It bothers me how she wants so badly to assert her independence with this business, yet every time she has a little question or it just seems in her immediate field of vision that she has to go get advice from Victor. She wants to run things by Victor. She has got Victor on the brain. Frankly, I think she has the hots for him. I really do. I think that she would be very happy if all of this, um, what do you call it, parrying, it's sort of like a um, fencing match, if all, of, if all of this fencing turned into them slipping between the sheets at the end of the day. I think that's exactly the type of relationship that Genevieve is used to having. And I think that that's the type of relationship that she'd like to have with Victor. So she's got, Victor's daughter, Victoria, working for her, taking orders from her, and I'm really starting to get the impression that Victoria is second-guessing this decision. I think B Victoria wants to head up Beauty of Nature, quite frankly, to get back at Victor. So both of these women are in this, to some extent, to, to crawl up under Victor's skin. But I don't think Victoria was expecting Genevieve to be as involved in the business as she is. Genevieve promised Victoria autonomy the same way that Victor promised Victoria autonomy a million different times. And here Victoria is yet again taking orders from someone when she's the one with the intense business experience. She's the one with a history with this Mitsukoshi company. And here she is playing second fiddle. I think she's really starting to regret this decision. She so could have easily taken that $500 million that she got from the daddy's lawsuit. She could have started her own cosmetics firm, and that's uh, that would have been so much better for her. I loved the idea when she and Nick were talking about starting their own company. Now, instead, it's Victoria versus Nick in a very real and obvious way. The Newmans are never very solidified for very long, and it seems as if it's all niceties right now, but I guarantee uh, it's going to start to get ugly real, real soon. And I think Genevieve is right there poking, poking and prodding. Vic Genevieve promised Victoria that she would not approach Victor. She would not go to Victor for advice. Promised her. And then turned around 
exactly five seconds later and went to go see Victor, asking him if he could give her any tips on how to snag this contract. Why is she going to him? Does she honestly think that Victor was just going to hand over information after she gave him the big kiss-off? It doesn't make any sense. But, luckily for her, her visit to Newman Enterprises ended up proving to be very fruitful. She overheard a conversation taking place between Sharon and Victor where it was being expressed that the board is having concerns over creating a new cosmetics firm. They just sold Beauty of Nature. Why would they want to start something new? And Genevieve, just from snooping around in the office, I mean, she's a major competitor. How did she even get in the building? But just from snooping around the office, Genevieve picks up on this information, and after Victor already turned her down, told her basically to have a nice day, which is Victor's way of saying just kiss off, she comes back and she says, you know, maybe I can do a little something for you if you can do a little something for me. So she t- she essentially... Uh, proposes that Victor give her this information on how to snag the Mitsukoshi contract, and in exchange, she will use her board seat to vote with him and allow him to establish a competing company. That, that, that was so not in Genevieve's best interest. Genevieve made a huge, huge mistake. She may have gained something, possibly, and who even knows, in the short term, but she allowed Victor with her own board seat to create a major competition for herself. Ridiculous. And just by the way, on the side, why is why is Genevieve not just at the board? Why does she need this other guy to enact her wishes? It's out now. He works for FMN. She is FMN. So why does she need to beat around the bush about it? I totally don't get it. But... She got what she wanted, Victor got what he wanted, and at the very tail end of Friday's, I'm sorry, Friday's, of Wednesday's show, how weird, there was this meeting where Genevieve flies to Japan to meet with this Misakoshi guy, and when she's waiting for him to show up at this little restaurant, guess who walks in the door? Victor. I... I don't want anybody to tell me because, you know, I don't like spoilers. And I'm sure it will all be revealed next week and very soon. But I I do feel confused. Does does Victor own Mitsukoshi? I mean, Genevieve thought that she was meeting with the owner of Mitsukoshi and then Victor walks in. Is he actually the owner? That can't be. Maybe Victor went there to also bid the contract, also schmooze for the contract. Maybe Genevieve didn't even know what she was voting for when she voted Victor into this new company. But she did create herself a competitor. Now they're both in Japan for who knows how many more smoochy magoo scenes between them, like Sticky, Sweet, and then just Perry again. Uh, Who knows? But it's certainly, I don't think, was a very smart move on Genevieve's behalf. She wants to play with the big boys, but she's just... She's just a little girl in the sandbox. Speaking of women who are frankly out of their league, Sharon 
Sharon has been tasked to head up this new company, this new division of Newman Enterprises, and what experience does she actually have? I hate to say it, I don't mean to sound like I'm down on either of these women, because, hey, more power to you if you want to give it a try. But Sharon, I kind of had to agree with the board. She's been a spokesmodel for Newman Enterprises, but she has no business experience. For crying out loud, Victor is putting her in charge of something major. And of course, he backs it up by saying, I'm going to have really strong senior people surrounding her. Why wouldn't you just put a senior person into that role? I can only imagine how much jealousy that causes at that company. Can you imagine? That's the reason why Neil left. Nobody else could ever get ahead there because all Victor does is put his children or his children's or his ex-wives into power. Frankly, Nikki would have been more qualified to run the new cosmetics firm, but Victor couldn't be bothered to give two thoughts to Nikki. She ran the the um the spas, NVP. She she ran a successful um, company. So she would have certainly been more qualified, but no no no. Victor has this soft spot for Sharon and it's definitely part of a larger plan for him. I think Victor likes the drama that it creates, which is really unfortunate because he's just shooting himself in the foot. He's got Sharon all excited for running this business, and she's got lots of ideas, and I, I, I do want her to succeed. Believe me, I don't like fe- seeing people fall on their face, and that's not at all what I'm after here, but she's really excited about it, and I think there's a part of her that really likes the idea of working with Nick. However, <laughs> Nick is not excited <laughs> he is not looking forward to it. Nick realizes immediately what putting Sharon in charge of this company is going to do. And in fact, I think Nick knows that this company is probably a bad idea from the get-go. He knows the kind of friction it's going to cause all the way around. He realizes darn well that it's Victor wanting to get a leg up. He wants to get revenge. And he wants to go head-to-head with Victoria. And Nick doesn't want the drama right now. Nick is in a place where he is trying to get his life on track. He's trying to be a stable husband, a supportive guy for Phyllis. And he's made promises to Phyllis recently that he's done with Sharon, that he has no more reasons to have interactions with Sharon. Now here it is. Victor wants Sharon and Nick to work together. You know that Victor is just trying to play matchmaker too. There's there's definitely that element in there. Victor clearly does not care for Phyllis. I think this week he called her an impetuous child, which was so rude, but um, I don't know, to some extent possibly true. But still, Nick has reservations, and rightly so. He straight up told Sharon that he's committed to Phyllis, and he sees this as being a potential problem. And it was an an interesting little scene between those two, because Sharon, I think, wants Nick as a friend, but she seemed almost relieved that there wasn't going to be this elephant in the room of, well, we're working together, how long before we're screwing? (laughs) Sorry to be so crass. I didn't mean to, it just slipped out. But it's true, and I think that 
neither one of them kind of wants to go down that road again. Now, for all of the Sharon and Nick fans out there, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's where it ended up happening, what ended up happening. But it all, like, to me, it just feels like been there, done that. It really does. We've been having the Phyllis Nick Sharon triangle for years. And I would, I just would like to see something different. I really would. But Nick at the board meeting starts to see that everyone is kind of down on Sharon. They are thinking that Sharon is not qualified to run the company. So he steps up and says, okay, well, to qualm your your fears, I will step in and run the new division with Sharon, which I think Victor was very surprised about because Nick initially turned him down. I think Sharon is going to be was very, had to be very surprised about, but there it is. Nick is going to help her, and it's just causing problems all the way around. You can't tell me too that Victor doesn't love pitting Nick against Victoria. It's he just loves it. He loves it all the way around. But I kind of like the idea of seeing. Sharon versus Victoria. Victoria and Sharon ran into each other at the coffee house this week. And at first, Victoria was very cordial, very nice to Sharon until she found out she was running. uh, She was hired by Victor. Then all of a sudden the claws were out. Victoria couldn't wait to get digs into Sharon when Sharon didn't do anything at all. Sharon's, for the most part, trying to keep the peace. And and I don't even know what is what is Victoria even care if Sharon works for Newman Enterprises. What does it even matter to her? Uh, I'm sure she doesn't see her as any kind of competition. It just seems to be that the Newmans really have not gotten over Victor and Sharon's quote-unquote marriage. (laughs) It just, it's left a very sour taste in all of their mouths, but Victor is insistent. He is pushing Sharon into this limelight, whether she likes it or not. Well, so there's Jabot. Lastly, there's Jabot, who is trying to get their hands on that contract as well. Both Jill and Kane are working together really closely, which I'm glad for them. But I... I do have some sympathy for Genevieve in this because Genevieve ran into Kane and Jill at the glowworm at the glowworm at glowworm this week and Jill was very very nice to Genevieve. I'm surprised that she waited this long to tell Genevieve that she knew Genevieve had crashed Kane and Lily's wedding. Uh, Well, I guess it wasn't crashing. She viewed it from afar. But Jill let her know that she knew that she saw her there this week and was actually being very cordial to her until Kane came in and dropped the bomb that Kane and Jill are working closely together as Jabot. And this was like a dagger into Genevieve's heart. She is so disappointed that she can't be a part of Kane's 
life. Yeah, she's, you know, not really doing a whole lot. It seems to try to be the kind of, you know, stand-up sort of mother he's wanting, as if Jill really is. Jill's done a lot of a lot of bad stuff in her day, and as if Kane has any room to judge anyone. Kane has done so much bad stuff. So much bad stuff. He really is in no position to judge Genevieve. But I feel bad for Genevieve because it must be hard to be completely disassociated from your son's life, not be invited to that wedding, and now to have to watch your son acting like someone else is his mother, that's tough. That is rough and tough. And I I feel sympathy for Genevieve in that, because back when Cain was back when Jill thought Kane was her son, Genevieve never had to witness that. It's not really until now that she's had to see it, and it's just got to be very, very heartbreaking for her. But, hey, Kane and Jill seem to work very well together. I like that Kane is a mediator between Jill and Ashley and their constant bickering. I can't imagine how long he's going to be fine with putting up with that. But for the time being, he's got some good ideas. He uh, was the one that discovered there was going to be a Mitsukoshi conference. And Ashley, who is a fire-breathing dragon right now, she is something else. I have not seen this side of Ashley large and in charge for a long time long time. She has been the poor, broken woman since, probably since the day that she miscarried her child. And Adam started torturing her. She never seems to have recovered from that. I mean, she, even when she married Tucker, she still had this real almost insecurity surrounding her. She was dealing with Abby and the drunk driving and all that stuff. It's just, she has had a lot going on in her life that has sidetracked her from being involved at Jabot, and now she is wicked. She is in the chair making decisions. She is wanting to get this contract. She's wanting to come out on top. And the fact that they are kind of the dark horse makes me wonder if Jabot won't be the one to to come out and, and get the contract. She has decided that she's going to send Jill to Japan as well. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jill showed up into that little restaurant where Genevieve and Victor are. <laughs> we'll just have to see. I think it's going to be a good fight. Fight to the finish. and We'll see who comes out on top. My only little other concern here, the other element that I think could play a role, and perhaps this is the, the darkest horse of all, is Ashley confided in Tucker what she was doing. She told Tucker everything that she was going after this contract and he listened and then he went right into a meeting with Sophia that she called but Sophia has decided to come back to work for him and he was telling her, yeah, I'm going to have a job for you. And then later after the Newman board meeting, he has a, a, a he he has coffee with Lauren at the coffee house, and they agree to some sort of partnership, which may totally just be creating a block on the Newman board. That might be it. But Fenmore's would be a natural 
competitor. They've got the department stores. They could sell the cosmetics in the department stores. So Tucker and Lauren, with Sophia's help, could create some kind of new company of their own. Who knows? <laughs> Is there anybody else who might like to get into the cosmetics business right now? How about uh, Gloria? You know, you could sell cosmetics at, uh, at Glowworm. Any, anybody else who would like to throw their hat in this gigantic, oversaturated ring? When it comes to Nikki, Victor is such a bastard, isn't he? He is such a total ass. How can he treat the woman that he supposedly loves so poorly? I'm over it. I really am. I am trying to put my romanticized feelings about Victor and Nikki into the to the side and to the past and buried. I, I, I want to be the the lifelong Nikki and Victor fan, but he is a total ass, and she should leave him. As much as I want them to be ha- to live happily ever after, I realize fully that Nikki should leave him. I will admit that at first I thought, well, why is Nikki so upset about Victor hiring Sharon? But then it's just, it's not even just that on its own. It's everything. And then he goes and does something like this. They were apart for so long because he did this little sideline marriage with Sharon. And frankly, Victor treats Sharon better than he treats Nikki. So I, on its own, eh... Nikki, find something else to be upset about. There's a million other things. But just in con, you know, in, in combination with all those other million things, I can totally see where she's coming from. And yet, despite all of this, Nikki decides that she's going to throw Victor a birthday party. And she's going to bring the family together. She even talked Victoria into coming. Victor's least biggest fan. She brings everyone together, even Abby, even like uh, Nikki tried to get in there and Mother Abby even pressured her to come to this luncheon at the athletic club. She had an adorable little cake like Nikki went out of her way to get this cake. There was this brief little scene. It's so stupid, but it's just indicative where she's working with the party planner and she lets the party planner do everything. But she says, I'm going to bring the cake. Nikki wanted to have a special cake for him for his birthday. She's always thinking about him. And what does Victor do? He shows up at the party with Sharon on his arm. It was a family luncheon. Sharon is an employee. (laughs) Okay, okay. I know she is and has been part of the family, but she's Nick's ex-wife. If Nick wanted Sharon to be there, he should have been the one to ask her. But it was a family occasion. He walks right in with Sharon on his arm. And there's no question in my mind that he brought Sharon just to grate Nikki. Just to grate on her nerves. Just to push one more of her buttons. Because they had had an argument earlier about Sharon. And then he turns around and takes her to the party. I just cannot believe it. Yes, I can. And then... I swear, I was with Nikki every step of the way. Because Victoria, I think, let it spill about Victor's 
birthday luncheon. And Genevieve, of course, picked up on it and says, Oh, is this an opportunity for me to see Victor? Oh, I must, I must go get Victor a gift and bring him a gift and go to see him at this party. Oh, Victor, Victor, Victor. Mm. She shows up at the party and Victor invites her to stay. It's a family luncheon! He invites Genevieve to stay, yet the entire time he's totally ignoring Nikki. I don't think that Victor and Nikki said two words to each other the the entire time. How great. Genevieve brought you a freaking briefcase. How many, like, how many hundred briefcases do you think this man has? And yet Nikki goes to the trouble of bringing your family together, bridging the gap with Victoria, who hates you, and you totally ignore her the entire time. It's, I'm fed up with it. I fully, I I am just at this point wondering, when is Nikki going to leave Victor, go back to Jack, and just get it all over with? Because that seems to be the direction that it's heading. She told Victor that she wanted to move out of the ranch, and his response was, I don't want to hear this. I'm not having it. He's totally closed off to any form of communication. He doesn't listen to her. He A, does not communicate. B, does not listen. What else is there to say? Nikki, get out of this relationship. He is a toxic force in your life. And I I tell you, I knew, I knew when Nikki was getting sober that it was a bad idea for her to be tying her sobriety in to her relationship with Victor. Because if you're getting sober for Victor, Nikki, as soon as things go wrong with Victor, you're going to go right back to drinking. And it's the last thing I want to see. I swear, you guys, there was that scene in Victor's office after they argued where it's, it was, it's, it's been done so many times. It was basically just another scene of Nikki looking longingly at the vodka bottle. Please... YNR gods, I pray and appeal to the YNR gods, please, I, I don't think I can handle another Nikki drinking storyline. Please, just please, no, make it stop. Well, what do you know? Adam's vision has miraculously returned. <laughs> I was wondering how long this was going to go on. I I was actually thinking by Monday, like, how much longer is this blindness going to happen? He's got the glasses on. He's wandering around with his cane bumping into stuff. Like, how long is this going to go on? And apparently the answer was two more days. Uh, Even the pigment has returned to his eyes. Wowee! It's a miracle! (laughs) Full recovery. (laughs) Well, that's fine with me. I think it's great. I wanted Adam to gain his vision back. He's just been so pathetic for the past couple of weeks. Now... He did have some trouble this week, you know, as a result of him going around and making his apologies, particularly to Jack and to Paul. He got his ass detained. Jack and Paul called up the DA and said, hey, I'm willing to sign a statement that says that Adam just confessed to everything with Patty. So 
What was the DA supposed to do? He goes and he detains Adam and questions him. And lucky for him, he was able to get out of it for now. Very surprising, while he was in jail, Victor does a 180 and decides to go try to help him. I don't know where that came from. Frankly, it was just, I think it was just a quid pro quo type situation. Adam's in jail, sitting there, really doesn't have money for an attorney. And Victor comes in at like the little guardian angel after totally blowing Adam off last week, giving him the I have no son kind of speech and now coming in to save the day. He just wanted Adam's board vote. Victor knew that he was going to have to pass this whole cosmetics replacement firm past the board and that Adam had a board vote and that he was going to need it. And it worked. It wasn't explicit. Victor didn't tell Adam that he wanted a favor in return, but Adam ended up showing up and supporting Victor and was able to be one of the decide the swing vote really that um that allowed Victor to move this plan through the board. Now I don't think Adam did that as much for Victor as he did for Sharon. I think that Adam is going to try to continue to foster that relationship with Victor so that he can get in again at Newman so that he can get closer to Sharon. Adam loves Sharon, will always love Sharon, wants to be up in Sharon's life. (laughs) There's no other woman that's going to be able to replace her. I don't want there to be any other woman that's going to replace her. I love the Adam that is hopelessly devoted to Sharon. However, I really do think that there is some potential for this relationship, and by relationship, I mean friendship with Chelsea. I think Chelsea is an opportunist. I think she is looking for something. She is now signing away the only piece of leverage that she has. She was is going to give that baby to Victoria and Billy. I don't even get the impression that she's making millions off of it. I think that they're going to give her a stipend or something like that to make sure she can live comfortably. But it did not turn out to be the big cash bonanza that she thought it was going to be. So I think she's just moving on to another opportunity. I don't think that it's all negative. I don't. I don't think it's all coming from a, a place of malice. I, she helped Adam out this week quite a bit. But I think that in the long run, she's going to want something in return. Not to mention the fact that Victoria explicitly told Chelsea to stay away from Adam, which we all know is just going to make her want him more. I can't really see her engaging in any kind of relationship with him, but I do think that she is going to be a cohort. I think that she's going to be useful to Adam. I think Adam's going to see that she is someone who can help him enact his plans. He always has somebody. He always has somebody helping him with his plans. If it wasn't Sky, it was Diane. He's always got a number two. And I'm sure that he will find a way to make it worth her while because he now... It was, you know, it was constantly the question of when is this blindness going to go away? And now the more important question is how long is he going to keep up the ruse? He explicitly asked his doctor not to tell anyone about his miraculous vision returning. So 
Adam's got a little something up his sleeve. And the only question is, how long is he going to keep it up before either he tells or someone else finds out? It is so rare that I really, really like a villain on the show. And probably even more rare that I really, really like a female villain. But I love Daisy. I love Daisy. I I almost cannot believe the words coming out of my mouth, but I love her. I love her more than I loved her the first time around. And it's all about the actress. She plays this sweet role that is so... It's so seemingly genuine, but yet you know that it's a complete, pure act. That's what gets me about it. You barely even see the peeking through of evil with her. She plays it so sweet and so innocent that if we didn't know her backstory, and if we weren't already suspicious viewers... You would almost believe that she was this innocent little girl who was manipulated into whatever crime she committed, and now she just wants to get out and raise her child. She just wants to raise her child and give her child a good life. But she she really has switched her motives. You know, it's not really about revenge or against Lauren or anything as much anymore, I think, as it is about Daniel. For some reason, Daniel Romalotti just does it for her. She likes him. <laughs> she likes the way he looks. She likes the way he acts. She likes him and she wants him. And she managed to manipulate herself into a baby with him. And now she wants to manipulate her way into a relationship with him. They're having this meeting at the coffee house where it's his supervised visits because the uh, custody hearing probably is going to be happening like next week or something. Daniel's filing for full custody, and in the meantime, he apparently got supervised visits. So they're at the coffee house just playing Goo Goo Gaga with Lucy, and Daisy is laying it on so thick, being so sweet, saying, I want you to have a relationship with her. I, I want that for her, and you know, I want us to be her mommy and her daddy. And, and she even sort of slipped and said something about them being a family together, and Daniel was like, whoa, 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 I'm not interested. That's never going to happen. And Daisy's like, I know, silly. I just meant I want us to be her parents. Just, she's so good. She's just so, so damn good. And leave it to Phyllis. Gosh, to to butt in and make a bad situation even worse. Daniel let it slip that he was at the coffee house with Lucy, and Phyllis just has this weak spot for this child. She ends up showing up at the coffee house, grabbing Lucy, holding her, being all cute with her, and Daisy walks in, sees it happening, and starts freaking out, saying, Phyllis, give me my baby, making Phyllis look like she's the crazy one. Phyllis is the child's grandmother. She just, she's, the baby lived with her for months and months. She just wants to connect with her, that's all. And yet, Daisy makes it look 
like Phyllis is some kind of monster, and she does this in front of the court supervisor or whoever it is. I don't know. I guess it's a court supervisor. And the court supervisor decides that she's going to file a restraining order so that Phyllis can't even see the child. Where did that come from? All of a sudden, Phyllis, or the, Lucy needs a restraining order to keep her safe from Phyllis? This is ridiculous. She's Daniel's mother. She had every right to be at the supervised meeting. Why wasn't? Why wouldn't she even be allowed there? This just that part is just stupid. It got really extreme, really quickly, and without a whole lot of p- pressure. It just it was just weird, 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 weird. But Phyllis just has this weak spot when it comes to this child. She's really, really bonded with her, and it does kill me the way. Michelle Stafford plays it with this weakness in her voice where she's just like, no, Phyllis is not someone who is afraid to take what she wants. Phyllis is not somebody who stands by and and lets somebody plow over her. Phyllis is a fighter. And now in this situation, we're just starting to see how totally weak this has made her, that, that she just, ah, there's just a real... That's a real sore spot for her, and it just keeps getting poked, and it just doesn't get any easier. And I'm so glad that she has Nick there for her. (laughs) However, she is going to flip out when she finds out that he is working with Sharon. Okay, well, that is going to do it for me for this week. It's been a really short week, but I still think there was a lot of good action. And I'm looking forward to seeing where all of this takes us next time. So don't be afraid to leave me a comment. Let me know what you guys are thinking about the show. I will be looking forward to hearing from you and coming back next week live, in person, also with the video component and hopefully a little bit longer, a lot more storylines to talk about. I love it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next time, okay? Bye!